Hey everyone, I wanted you to know that this story has references of murder and sexual assault. Please take care. Welcome to Time for a Story, Scary Stories from a Small Town in Maine. Season 4, Chapter 1, Haunted. Sometimes it's better not to say anything at all. Nick Cave. Haunted. She had been grabbed too quickly to understand that she was not going home. The crows are hysterical as six strong hands, hot and sticky like black tar, consume every inch of her. How can this be happening when the sky is so blue? A long walk to the brook to sketch, the smell of pine needles, Mama back at the cabin waiting for her, and then this. What is this? They were dressed like teenage boys, but they were not boys. They were powerful, bold, and brazenly relaxed. The three of them knew they could take their time, and in that little clearing, only feet away from the gray gravel and the possibility of rescue, it had taken hours to die. The devil was having his day, and not even the brilliance of that September afternoon could stop it. Time passes, and the memory loops in the ether and hovers over a wooden cross that leans under the weight of too many main winters, and indifference. This patch of earth is spoiled, and she is left to walk the woods, always circling back to the spot of her murder. She had been ripped from the road, there, and then not there. Her attackers did not notice her sketchbook, but she has watched it countless times. It takes flight like a bird, and then lands in the same spot among the browning ferns, always opening to the same page. Over and over again it falls, and despite their role in this infinite nightmare, the boys never see it. While they take turns, she hears the distant sound of a piano, tinny and out of tune, and there are people singing. She was so close to the Bible camp, she should have been safe here. Go tell it on the mountain. Nobody is coming to save her. It was always just the boys and the smell of horned breath. Later, her sketchbook will lead the authorities to her remains, barely buried under only inches of dirt. Her mouth is stuffed with leaves and moss. Her innocence is hacked beyond recognition. An ear, a finger, and her panties will be found much too late in the basement of a killer, meticulously jarred and labeled and covered in dust. 
Unlike the woman girl, the trees have been allowed to age, adding girth and wisdom to their understanding of what was witnessed. The maples, the birch, and the balsam had all been there that day, forced to watch, forced to remember. Her essence is in their roots, and so they pull it upward toward the light where she cannot go, and every year when she returns, their leaves fall dead, raining helpless rage over the road and spraying the rare passing vehicle with their silent screams of, Why? The boys would never be caught, and she is adrift. Such breathtaking injustice. Why? Only she can hear the trees. Walking the woods is not something she wants for herself. She is lost and lonely and homesick. But there is something she is missing, something she needs to understand. For now, she travels the lacy limbo of oblivion, occasionally drawn out of the fog and into the cabin where Charlie's widow lives. It is her only reprieve, and the widow sees her, talks to her. But that is not what keeps her spirit tethered. Mama, I want to go home. I am waiting, my darling. When? I don't know. Abram, the dark-haired boy, was named Abram, and he had black eyes. He had done the least on the day of her death, and yet he had frightened her the most. The other two had called his name repeatedly, like gleeful children in a swimming pool. Hey, Abram, watch this! Abram. Of her attackers, only Abram is absent from the haunting. Abram. Where is he, Mama? Oh, my child. Abram is very close, and he's alive. Not dead. Now she understands. Written and performed by Bridget Emmons. Follow me on Instagram and visit my website at BridgetEmmons.com. Thanks for listening.